Hello. So uh, it's a real privilege for us today to have uh, Mr. Pratik Jain on this career conversations. So, sir is the national practice head of PwC for the indirect taxes service line. So, sir, welcome to the show. I mean, it's a real honor, and uh, I think you are the most profile person who has been featured on this show so far. So, in the next uh, half an hour or so, I'll just ask you some questions which could be of relevance to youngsters who look up to you as a career mentor, as an idol. So, sir, one sure, thing. Uh, thanks, thanks a lot for uh, thanks a lot for having me. I mean, I don't think I have really uh, achieved anything significant for me to feature in this, but uh, you know, whatever I can do uh, to help others, uh, that's that's good. So that's uh, so nice of you. So, sir, please tell us more about your childhood. Like you were born up and brought up in Patna, studied in Saint Xavier's. So, how was that journey? Yeah, so I was I was born and brought up as you said uh, in Patna, and I uh, studied in a school called Sanjeev School. Uh, that uh, was a Hindi medium school uh, that that point in time. So we oh. used to call uh, physics uh, a bhautiki and chemistry a rasayan shastra. So I've I've written everything in Hindi, in that sense. Uh, yes, yeah, so I uh, you know I studied there, and then after that after my tenth, I uh, did uh, you know twelfth in science uh, from science college. Uh, which is one of the most prestigious college uh, in Patna uh, as far as science is concerned. Uh, I was never too keen, actually, never too interested in science. But at that point in time, particularly in states like Bihar, uh, you know, you had uh, essentially two, three career choices. Either you wanted to go into civil services or you wanted to become an engineer or, uh, you know, or a doctor. So I think that's where it started. Uh, I then uh, tried for, uh, for a year to go through IIT. I couldn't get through. And then I uh, started my CA at that point in time. Uh, so yeah, I mean those are fond memories, uh, long back, right? I mean, uh, recently my school uh, uh, gave me uh, a significant achievement award, which I uh, got uh, last year. Uh, so it's good to kind of uh, go back to Patna and uh, meet with your old friends and, and things like that. Okay. So uh, one good thing, sir, is that. Uh, for example, I myself have also studied science in class 11 and 12 and then went on to do CA. So isn't uh, science at plus two always an advantage with our command over numbers, the analytical thinking? So what's your sense on that? Because a lot of students study science, then later shift to commerce. They feel there's a stigma attached to that because they've not cracked the IIT because I also couldn't crack IIT in my days, 2003. Then I, I was a rank holder in CA. So, is that transition always, you know, society kind of tells us a lot of things? Yeah, I mean, I, and I think we should not worry about what society says, right? I mean, we should do what, what is right and what we think is right. Uh, I think science is an advantage, not science as in physics, chemistry and biology, but uh, mathematics clearly is an advantage. Yeah. And I would, perhaps, uh, uh, now, now you have choice, right? So even if you were taking commerce, uh, you know, in 11th and 12th, you can also take uh, mathematics along with that, right? Earlier, at, in our time, we didn't have these options. So either you you take physics, chemistry, biology, and then math, maths or things like that. So you didn't have those options. So I would think that 11th, 12th, if you take maths as one of the subjects, that uh, that definitely does help. Uh, not necessarily the other science subjects, uh, but whether you uh, you have done science or commerce or uh, or whatever. I mean, I, I think. Uh, uh, doing CA is not uh, is not that difficult to my mind. I mean, uh, yes, but mathematics to my mind gives uh, a, you a bit of an edge 
because it's all about numbers at the end, end of the day and more uh, sort of you learn to practice mathematics uh, you know the better you get in numbers yes and that might also help in a practice like taxation because a lot of numbers you kind of become a good number savvy person so sir how yes. was your ca articleship and exam studies in the 90s i mean it's like almost uh, 25 years ago if you were to compare so was it more self study i think the coaching culture had not come in so much probably how was your articleship like uh, you chose yeah, so i started uh, yeah yeah so i started my ca 95 where i at that point in time ca entrance was used to used to be called foundation Yes. So that's I. Uh, that's where I started. That 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 was a time when in in Patna, uh, CA was just starting, right? I mean, and you had a couple of uh, good coaching center which had started that point in time. Of course, now you have many many options. So I started '95 and then uh, did my CA inter in '97 and then uh, the CA final in '98. So the first two years of articleship uh, was in a firm in Patna. Okay. Uh, and uh, then I moved to uh, Delhi uh, to do my final year of industrial training, okay. and that I think is one option which is there today as well. So the final year of CS students, you know, you can do uh, industrial training, which is your articleship in a in industry. Yes. And that really gave me a lot of good. Uh, I would say. Uh, so where did uh, you do that? that? I I did it in a company called Motorola in Delhi. Uh, oh, Motorola, Motorola the same company. Was there so. At that point of time, also. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was year '98. I I started doing articleship there. November '98, I qualified. Then I worked in Motorola for a couple of years before I uh, joined Anderson. And uh, when you work in industry, I mean, I think your perspective uh, changes, right? So, so that's that's one thing which I would recommend to CS students that you should try and. Work in industry by way of industrial training, if uh, if at all that possibility does exist. Uh, so for me, the, it was first two years in Patna and then the final year in Delhi, uh, in Motola as a, as an industrial training. And so study is always self study, or you opted for some coaching, coaching and all. Yes. So in initial, uh, uh, you know, because I did not know too much about commerce, I I did my uh, a bit of a coaching in. Uh, uh, You know, in a in a in a place called Agarwal Commerce Career in Patna. Yes. Uh, that I did. Uh, then when I moved uh, to to Delhi, uh, really with with working in Motola, I did not have uh, enough time really to do uh, various coachings. I I did my I did try to sort of attend one or two, but uh, I couldn't do that over a period of time. Uh, right. Uh, and uh, and therefore it was largely uh, self study. And the problem was that my sort of working hours was quite. Uh, Quite difficult, right? I mean, I used to go to office at nine, nine thirty in the morning. Many times, I was in office till eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, uh, midnight. Uh, so I did not get enough time really to to study at that point in time, and and I got around two, two and a half months of leave, two months, I guess, of leave uh, before my final. So that was that was a challenge. Sorry, say that again. And you still got a rank. <laughs> No, uh, I did not get a rank in CA final. I got a rank in CA foundation and CA inter. In final, I, I missed my rank by a few few marks. Yeah, so I I do not get the. But at that point in time, I was not thinking about the rank. I mean, I was just thinking about getting a passing mark because I just didn't get enough time to uh, to study. So on coaching, I mean, I I think that uh, self study is uh, most important. I I don't necessarily subscribe to a view that without a uh, coaching uh, you can't do a CA. 
if you really think that in a particular subject you need help uh, by all means you go but uh, but don't get into this thing that okay all my friends are doing coaching and therefore i should do coaching and i should do coaching in all subjects etc i don't think that's that's very really required i completely agree sir so sir starting with anderson then ey kpmg and now pwc was it like indirect taxes all through or did you dabble in other service lines before you realized that indirect tax was your ultimate calling no no i so i never realized that indirect tax was my ultimate calling i i don't think it is uh, my ultimate calling uh, still uh, uh, in motorola of course uh, i was in finance so tax was one of the thing that i was handling so that was around one and a half two years uh, but in anderson i i started with indirect tax okay uh, so once you get into indirect tax then you start growing in that field and then you start liking it etc and then i continued so i for last what 2000 is last 18 19 years i have not uh, done anything uh, other than indirect tax uh, now having said that i think uh, you know things like gst etc has given you uh, a different perspective so it's not indirect tax anymore in many ways because gst does impact every you know every facet of life of the organization so it talks you know it impacts your pricing it impacts your supply chain it impacts your it systems and procedures impacts your procurements and impacts your hr you know and and many things right so i feel when i look back now uh, that i, I don't feel uh, constrained uh, by thinking you know, okay i've been doing indirect tax per se i think it has given um, you know opportunity to go deeper into the client's business and understand every part of business which i think uh, you know perhaps your your option to do that in under direct tax etc is is fairly limited uh, you know when you do indirect tax because of transaction tax you first need to understand the transaction and you know uh, so yeah to answer your question i've been primarily working in indirect tax but uh, i think for last few years uh, you know i i think uh, the way things have evolved in the country uh, you you got an opportunity to do uh, much beyond tax so to say and you know understand the business a part of it as well so the first initiation into tax sir i'm asking because a lot of people feel that should one opt for a very focused subject matter expert kind of a line so your initiation into taxation was it like random a bit of serendipity or were you clear that yes i want to become a subject matter expert and not because you had already spent two and a half years in finance at motorola so then wanting to then get into the tax service line no it was completely random it was not uh, planned at all uh, i think you know after motorola i, I joined uh, at that point time onsen yang Uh, for a couple of months few months i was in internal audit uh, uh, division okay and uh, at at uh, one client place and i just saw an ad in newspaper and somebody you know there was an ad of anderson and you know um, i just applied I, i never thought that i will get into anderson anderson was a dream uh, firm at that point in time it was you know a, a cut above the rest in many many ways uh, i didn't know whether i'll get an interview call all i still remember it was first of april and i thought that it was an april fool that somebody is playing with me right <laughs> so i i went and i did the interview i still remember i i bought a 60 rupee shirt uh, from janpath uh, for that interview um, you know which was a half shirt actually i didn't even know whether you know what kind of attire do you do you have in in, a, in an interview etc so it was completely random it was not by choice uh, but once you got into it uh, you know you just uh, started uh, sort of doing it so 
uh, not not plan at all and i think one lesson that i've learned in life is that you should not do too much of planning you don't you know life is not like chess that you know you you plan every move i think the beauty of life is that it just happens so and that's what i guess uh, everybody should uh should should realize that a lot of planning uh, really is not required so so the next question is like there are always pros and cons in any given situation so in your view so for example someone who has been working in advisory like a big four so should working all through in that comes with its own toll on your system with the tough travel and the work life balance hours client expectations or should is it like the shift to industry at some later point of time so that kind of a dilemma a lot of people face that should just before and advisory be my initial launch pad and later i should have more uh, stable life in industry and what about the ones who continue all through so how do they manage when I mean, it kind of takes a toll on your system right we expect no, it does i mean i think there are there are pros and cons as you said uh, and i i love working in in this environment because every day is a new challenge you're dealing with a new situation you know every client is different you work with multiple sectors you know you 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 get a new challenge right uh, but at the same time of course i mean there is a pressure or you know the of, of client expectation there is pressure of new things coming up you know there are pressure of you know business development there are pressure of collections and so on and so forth right so uh, that's a that's a life that you choose but uh, uh, having said that i think that uh, the skill sets that you require in working in industry and the skill sets that you require in working in consulting are uh, some of them are common obviously but there are many uh, different skill sets right i mean industry if you are more technically uh, sort of oriented and you know uh, you know you you want to go into the details and you want to uh, you love uh, execution uh, you know and seeing things happening by your own hands uh, you know and and you want uh, Uh, you don't want too much of pressure on 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 the client side etc of course it, not to say that industry don't have pressure but pressure is a different kind pressure is of work but not not really in terms of getting work from the clients etc right uh, at our time when i started uh, industry was not known to pay uh, be a good paymaster but now things have changed over, over a period of time and in many cases industry uh, pays as uh, as as well as consulting in many cases is pays more yeah uh, as well uh, so so really it depends uh, you know uh, what your interests are uh, is is consulting it not not for everyone and uh, and so is industry i mean i've seen a lot of people moving from consulting to industry over a period of time uh, particularly those people who do not uh, you know move beyond a certain level or or they feel constrained or you know uh, uh, career progression is a is a challenge i've also seen a lot of those people wanting to come back to uh, to consulting uh, right so there's no right or wrong uh, in, in this uh, yes uh, life life in consulting and industry both are different uh, but if you work in industry my only uh, uh, two sense of advice would be that you know try and move beyond your your uh, particular domain and try and take more responsibility if you work in taxation try and move beyond that if you work in finance try and move beyond that i think you know there are many companies today uh, i've seen the cfos have become ceos right so don't constrain yourself to say that okay i am a ceo and therefore i only need to look at the numbers and the financials and, and the taxation right uh, take more responsibility and who knows i mean you 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 will become a business head uh, uh, some day absolutely 
so uh, the next question is that at senior level so when you becomes a director and partner so the role kind of graduates a lot into business development hunting and farming kind of roles and then collections so at that point of time then isn't it becomes challenging that you are spending most of the day networking with people around then how does one stay abreast with the technical issues when then suddenly at a seminar you will be asked to speak on uh, gst something latest so then how do you balance i mean business development sales with then that study oriented technical and execution part yeah so you're right i mean i think uh, you know your role role changes and you don't get necessarily enough time to uh, sort of look at uh, you know sort of pushing your technical thing uh, and we try and do this through many many ways so one is that of course seminar when you speak to the seminar you have to prepare for it uh, obviously right i mean if you write an article in a newspaper you have to prepare for it you have to understand uh, what we do is we uh, we do Uh, usually, uh, you know, a, a monthly uh, sort of call or discussion amongst our team. Uh, we have a training schedule at each location where, where uh, you know people go and train, and many of those training we also attend. Uh, yes, uh, but despite doing all that, we don't have that much time to go through all the you know sort of provision of the law and notification, etc. And also, as you grow up, you know, you have a larger team that works with you. Yeah. Uh, Go to to do all that, right? So if you go to a client, client is not uh, giving you a situation, expecting an immediate answer. Okay. Mm. So long as you understand the issue, you can apply, uh, you know, sort of various things, you know, apply your knowledge, apply your knowledge of maybe some other uh, subjects, you know, uh, you know, apply your experience, and come back with a solution uh, to a client. That's what uh, the client needs. So, uh, so yes, you're right that uh, you get lesser time, and therefore you have to. at least find some time for that and and you whether you do it on a weekend or now there are online things which are like for example in pwc we have a app called gst with pwc and there are more than 33000 downloads on that okay. so it's an online app uh, we uh, log in there and we kind of uh, look at uh, the new notifications the law etc you don't necessarily need to carry your books all the times when you're traveling from one place to another you know you can do that so you have to change uh, some of those habits and you have to Sort of focus on that, uh, but uh, but also I mean you have to you know you have a larger team working with you and uh, you know responsible for that. We have in our form a, a set of people who you know we call a COE who focus on the technicals and you know they look at issues and then you know they they brief all of us. So uh, yeah, it's it's a challenge, but you have to find the time to do that. Correct. So what kind of career uh, is for people for whom career like? who should understand that yes i am suited for a career in taxation like doing well in ca and then between taxation dt idt tp then there are today so many varieties within taxation so then should it be random or if given a choice what should one opt for and why yeah so as i said in my case it was random but i i don't think it has to be that random uh, in all cases so uh, i think Uh, the first uh, decision that you make is whether you want to work and uh, make taxation as a career now whether you want to work in industry or consulting a different issue but you want to take taxation as a career or you just want to go in normal finance right uh, so that's a first decision that you have to make uh, that depends on whether you uh, like taxation as a law you know you i think everybody is doing ca today knows uh, what a tax consultant's life is right 
so you have to then see whether you are interested in that okay and whether it that excites you now uh, once you conclude that the yeah, tax is something that excites me and consulting is what something you know it excites me in, in this context then you decide which stream uh, now with, with between direct tax uh, transfer pricing indirect tax of course indirect taxes as i said is a, is a business tax right so it goes beyond taxation you need to have deeper understanding of the business you have newer opportunities coming up you have cross border transactions uh, you know you go deeper into supply chain etc etc so uh, so it's a different kind of tax it's not purely but also there's a lot of technology which is coming in uh, particularly in indirect tax uh, all the gst filings are are electronic and you know people are coming with technology and tools to do the compliances so we are moving towards you know more managed services as far as compliance is concerned so technology is driving indirect tax and business uh, is driving indirect tax uh, transfer pricing of course uh, you know if you are interested in uh, economics and you know how cross border trade takes place and how you know sort of uh, profit uh, shift takes place and things like that you know uh, that's that's an exciting area to be in as well and direct tax uh, of course if you're interested in uh, you know the the structuring piece and the you know and, and all of that so i guess you have to uh, you know sort of see where your interest lies i mean uh, but uh, but many cases people are unsure and and at that point in time you may just uh, want to join either of these fields and then after a year uh, or so you know see whether uh, you know whether you want to uh, switch uh, right and um, uh, all of us i mean most of the firms offer that opportunity for you to uh, to switch if you if you want to do, uh, do that but also you have to realize that all the taxes today are converging uh, into one i mean in many ways right i mean direct tax and indirect tax authorities are talking to each other um, you know uh, in times to come there are countries where there is only one tax department you don't have a separate direct tax department separate indirect tax department today what you file for income tax can be scrutinized by the gst authorities and vice versa yes Yes. you know the you know the very soon uh, you know the income tax returns might have information about gst as well so all taxes in a way is converging so converging into into one as well so uh, maybe in next few years there may not be too much of distinction between these uh, these streams as well so what has corporate life taught you on your path up? i mean what have been the key learnings of corporate life it has its own shade of black white gray I mean, what do you think really one must stick on to only work on networking, a good godfather? There are different <laughs> shapes. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I uh, I think that's I I can go on and on about about this topic uh, because uh, there's several things that I have to talk about. But if I have to pick up two or three uh, things, uh, I think that uh, we don't obviously need. Uh, my belief is that you don't need a godfather you don't need anybody to support you uh, you just need uh, to do uh, what you think is right okay and put in your uh, best effort uh, you know uh, with me what happened was when i joined consulting my experience in motorola was completely discounted and i was very upset at that point in time uh, and then initial one or two years i did not you know get enough recognition and promotion and things like that anderson also merged with uh, anson young uh, at some point in time Uh, so i i felt that i lost two three years in the beginning but uh, uh, then i i gained uh, as well later right and i became a, a partner uh, in 2008 which was uh, you know 10 years uh, from the from the year of qualification i qualified in 98 became partner in 2008 uh, so 10 years very few people become partners right uh, so i feel 
that uh, the, the thing that I'm saying is that don't evaluate yourself every six months or a year. If you think that you're good, if you believe in yourself and you're doing the right things, then things will happen to you. Okay. I think people by and large around you are not bad people. We, we may question that, okay, I have not got promoted because of XYZ person or the process, etc. But I feel that uh, generally people around you are, are good. They mean well. Okay. You don't need to be skeptical too much. Just do the right things. And if you have lost out a year or two years, don't worry too, too, about, too much and you will, uh, you will make it up. There is a little gain in comparing yourself with others and, you know, Half of the grief that is caused in corporate is that okay, my increment is ten percent, but my you know somebody else is twelve percent, and things like that. If you do much of comparison, I think you don't. The third thing is, uh, uh, I would look at any any person. And I when when I look at my you know the people who who work uh, work with me, I always see that okay, what is that person doing beyond his immediate call of duty? So let's say if, if I am working on indirect tax in my own area. Am I willing to take additional responsibility? Hmm. Am I uh, willing to stick my neck out? How often do I raise my hand to help others? How what, what what do I do beyond my own area, right? So somebody can take a, you know sort of responsibility for knowledge management. Somebody can take for for a technology product. Somebody can take for uh, for finance or whatever, right? So more and more responsibility you take, more enthusiasm you show. Uh, you know, people would recognize you more. I think, uh, you know, that's, uh, and the last thing is that, uh, you know, we should not take too, our lives too, too seriously. And I think that that ha happens with a lot of people. We have to realize that we are, you know, we are one of 800 crore people in this planet, right? So, uh, you know, you, you go get one day and this today is not going to come back again. So there's no gain saying that, okay, look, I'm working for 15 hours. I don't have time and I don't have personal life and this and that. You have to balance it out. I mean, you can enjoy, you can have fun while working. Uh, you can find a time for, for yourself uh, during the day, half an hour, go out for a walk, do whatever. But uh, if you are always in the self-victimization mode, that I'm not doing this because you know I'm, I'm, I'm this, that, that's only an excuse to myself. You can lead a perfectly balanced life and maybe there would be case situation where you, you may not be but over a period of time if you just manage your time well uh, you will uh, have fun and you will work well as well and so does one need also to be lucky also for becoming a high profile person luck also has its own share of play i think it does i mean um, um, in hindi you you say that there are two aspects mehnat and uh, you know, Mukaddar, uh, Mukaddar uh, and Mashakkat, right? That, that's what you say, right? And I think uh, luck is there, uh, uh, obviously. I mean, uh, being at the right time, at the right place, uh, I think it's luck. I mean, somebody who joins, uh, uh, joined the practice two years ago when GST was coming in my practice was perhaps lucky at that point in time, right? Uh, but uh, so, so therefore, luck definitely plays the part. But at the same time, uh, that's something which is uh, beyond your control. So there's no point saying that, look, he got it and I did not because he was lucky. Okay. Uh, so I feel that you are consistently at, at it and you work hard. Uh, then luck also starts favoring you. I mean, uh, there is a saying that luck favors the brave, right? So I think yeah. if you do that, uh, you know, uh, uh, consistently. So let's say if Virat Kohli uh, plays a shot and he, uh, you know, he nicks the ball and wicketkeeper drops his catch. He can say, okay, I'm lucky. And then he scores 100 after that. 
but if he's not a good player, uh, he will not. The luck will just run out after two, three matches. I mean, he'll start getting out. But he's a good player. Uh, then over a period of 50 matches, 100 matches, 200 matches, he will definitely do well. So luck can favor you in specific situations at that point in time. But luck cannot be with you uh, forever, right? So, so yes, luck plays an important part. But uh, by doing the right things, by working hard, by being at it, uh, you can get the luck at uh, your side as well. It's kind of complementary. In isolation, will not make you successful. It at times will complement your hard work. Absolutely, it can make you successful in isolation for a very short period of time. You can win a lottery ticket for fifty crores. I mean, of course, it can make you successful overnight, but that does not last forever. Right? Yeah. So you know, luck is is one of those things which uh, which just helps once in a while. So you are one of India's most highly coveted subject matter experts on GST because in the media, whenever there is something related to GST, they certainly look up to you for what's your take on it. So how's that feel? You know, it, it kind of brings in a lot of responsibility that you know your view will always be counted as amongst the one which will be printed on the front pages. Especially with respect to the transition of the GST, we saw a lot of your views all over the papers, CNBC, ET, everywhere. So, how how is that? So, how do you manage that kind of stakeholder expectations? That yes, you are one person who is now looked upon as. Yeah. So, so that's that's again not easy, and and I think that's <clears throat> the two three things which comes to mind. One is that uh, you should be able to take a stand uh, on on issues uh, which may not necessarily be in interest of. Uh, your clients, which may not be in interest of a particular set of people, may not be in interest of you know uh, myself. Uh, you know, if I, for example, if I if I recommend that GST should be simplified more and more, why should people come to consultant like us? Right. <laughs> so therefore, there is always a conf conflict between what you say and what could happen. Right. So first thing is that you should be willing to stick your neck out, and you should. Uh, you know, why do people come to to me to for for comments? Perhaps one of the reason is that they feel that. Uh, okay, this person will not be on fences. Okay, this person will take a stand whether this move is right or wrong or, uh, you know, uh, or partly right or partly wrong, right? So you should be willing to take a stand and that stand has to be impartial, uh, not looking at a particular set of people or the advantage of your client or your firm or your, you know, sort of yourself, right? Uh, it's not that uh, easy. The second is that uh, whenever a, a comment is asked for and sometimes it is, on a more real-time basis, the GST Council meeting, and I'm on CNBC. Uh, you know, you comment on things by just listening to it. Uh, you should always guard yourself. You know, before making a comment, because you may not have all the facts. So, if you have all the facts, you can look at it, you can analyze, and then comment on that, which is which is how it should be done. Sometimes you don't have all the facts. Budget announcements coming, FM says something. There is a comment that you make. So always, I think you should make a guarded comment. Uh, uh, so it feels feels good when there is a sense of responsibility is definitely it, uh, but also there is a lot of uh, hard work which has gone to it. Uh, I mean the reason why, to my mind, uh, one of the reason is that why people come to me and why am I am I friendly with most of the journalists? Besides the point that okay, I I may be uh, taking a stand and I may be you know articulate, is uh, is the fact that I've invested a lot of time over the last 10, 10, 20 years in building that relationship. So never, you know, there have been instances where somebody would come to me and I said, okay, I want to understand this issue and you have to take your time out and then you have to explain that person. You have to meet and explain that this is how 
uh, how it is not necessarily because the person is quoting you or giving you publicity but because you genuinely want to help that person so over a period of time you you build that those relationship with uh, with journalists as well so it's not it's not going to happen overnight uh, it it takes time uh, you have to build your network uh, with uh, with uh, with media and then gradually it happens but most important thing is you should present your views in an impartial manner and you should not be afraid of taking a stand sir how has been india's transition into gst i think we were all very very upbeat now we almost two years now into the thing do you think at the ground level it has really achieved the end objectives of easing business etc I mean, just from an academician perspective, not really wanting no, to. I think it's a. <clears throat> I think directionally, it is. Uh, it is definitely a, a much better tax regime. Uh, has it met all the objectives? Perhaps not, and there are multiple reasons for that. Okay, uh, you know, uh, um, initial come, you know, some compliance-related challenges and technology-related challenges is, is one, and people did not, you know, find it easy to file returns and and particularly the smaller businesses. uh then you have you know the government had to dilute uh, the whole structure you know recent being a real estate where they have come up with a you know composition scheme uh, without input credit etc uh, there have been cases where they feel that you know industry is not passed on the benefit to the to the customer the hence some of those decisions have been taken so there are structural issues there are infrastructural issues etc but what gst is doing on the ground is that it is promoting the culture of compliance and i think that's that's very important because in this country the main challenge has been the tax to gdp ratio has been uh, has been uh, very very uh, small as to compare that with the more developed uh, countries and you have to expand the tax base without uh, increasing the tax rates right and and that's where things are have started to happen uh people are finding it difficult to evade now because you know the data is with the gst and they can do data analytics they can come and catch you uh, in a much more effective uh, effective manner uh you know the, the exports uh, uh, are becoming more competitive because you know you are getting refund of all your input taxes uh, so i think and all the states have, have one common law i mean you you had earlier all the state vat laws were different and managing business was was so difficult so i think we are going in the right direction uh but of course two years is uh, uh, you know too less uh, as a time to really uh, sit and 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 sort of take a judgment call uh, how successful successful it has been the tax base is definitely increasing uh, i think uh, you know uh, we have to give it uh, more time uh, in a country like ours when 1.3 billion people it's not easy to implement this kind of a thing right so once it settles in better maybe next 2 3 4 years you will see the real benefit of gst coming in so your blog my two and a half cents is quite an interesting read so it's going through that so what's your motivation to share learnings and doesn't it become a big demanding given your hectic schedule as a partner level to take time out to write and in you even comment on ipl and all if you've been following you your on twitter and also i mean how do you do that in like a superman of sorts so let me tell you that there was no intention for me to share my learning and all that it was uh, i always had this thing of you know uh, i all you know at some point in time i wanted to become a journalist and i i feel that if i did not you know i had not go venture into ca i would have been perhaps a journalist or a writer and i perhaps would have been a much more successful uh, professional in my own in that field so i had uh, this passion of uh, of writing and 
when I was transitioning from my earlier firm to PwC, I had some um, few months as of gardening leave, as we call it. So I did not have too much thing to do. And that is the point in time when I started my blog. Uh, now, of course, you don't get enough time to write. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm doing that. Most of my blog are, uh, are, are more humorous, etc. And, and I think that, uh, you know, sense of humor is something that everybody should have. And uh, there's something which you might not know. Uh, is that I have recently started uh, uh, some stand-up comedy as well. So I go to stage and I, I you know, I try and make people laugh. Uh, you know, so so various things I'm trying for laugh. You know, so it is more about, uh, you know, more about you know what you feel and you know what you want others to, uh, you know, your viewpoint. And that's what uh, that's what it is. It is it is challenging, but I, I you you know I I like uh, now I, I write a lot about. Uh, as a material for my stand-up comedy, uh, which I have not put uh, too much on on blog, because every week or so I go to stage, etc. So I, I I have to prepare for that. But when I'm traveling, when I'm on flight, I don't have much to do. I I do write, um, and um, I hope some of that people would uh, appreciate and like. If everyone starts becoming like you, you'll have far more intellectual content because it comes from people who really seen it and done it. So one quick question, like because uh, you had Hindi at your schooling, and if one were to hear your English today, I mean it is fantabulous in terms of diction, grammar. So what was your quick uh, stance on how do you do that transition? Ah, oh, that's a tough one. So uh, yes, I mean uh, Hindi was not my uh, my first language. I did not study Hindi till tenth. Even in 12th, uh, you know, people uh, in Patna, of course, we, uh, you know, we never used to communicate in uh, in uh, English. Uh, two things I think helped. One is, if I recall my early childhood, uh, my grammar uh, teacher in my school. And I think once you have a good base on grammar, okay, uh, then it's all about practicing, right? But if you if you are, don't have a strong base of grammar, uh, you know, you don't know the tense and, and all of those things. Uh, then your base is not not good, and therefore, uh, for you to really later, you know, sort of develop into someone who, who speaks well, is relatively more difficult. Uh, I think my my things started changing when I joined Motorola and industrial training because that's it was a U.S. company. People used to sort of communicate in English, and then of course I joined Anderson. Uh, uh, you know, first time I went to uh, to a client meeting, I remember, you know, I I was so nervous. I I had my Years read and all that. It was very difficult for me to speak, uh, but uh, but gradually, I mean, you started doing this more. I, uh, you know, uh, you, you have to put in a lot of effort in terms of going out and and speaking your mind and speak and you know and find more opportunity to speak. Um, I think that's the only trick. So two things: one is focus on grammar, and second is finding more and more opportunity to go and 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 interact with people. I think these are the two things that that will help you. So, so final question: What has, what would do you think would be your advice to the so-called millennials today? Their the era in which they are growing is quite different from the ones in which probably you or me grew up. So, what's your advice to them in terms of the various things? Ah, I, I who am I to give them advice? I think I should, I should be the one who's taking advice from them. I guess they are, they have their lives much more sorted. Um, but I mean, uh, nothing specifically. Some you know, some of those things which uh, I have said uh, uh, in in this uh, sort of session, I would perhaps reiterate uh, uh, again. 
I think uh, in, in today's time, they have got a lot many options uh, that we, we had. Uh, so sometimes options are good. Sometimes options confuses you more. Uh, whatever you choose, I think, uh, you know, you should try an Excel uh, in, in that, right? Uh, so that's uh, that's one. I mean, you know, whether you are a painter or you're a singer or you, you know, you, you are a CA or whatever, I think try and sort of try and do the, do the best. Uh, second, I think there's millennials. I, I also feel that uh, while they are much more technology friendlier, friendlier you know, friendly, because uh, you know technology is changing the shape, etc. And there are many more who are coming and saying that okay, I want to be involved in this. Um, you know, they 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 are always on their gadgets and things like that. And and I, you know, I'm I'm perhaps not the right person to advise because I also are uh, you know do some of those things. But uh, you know, they they not do not necessarily pay enough attention to uh, to their health and and all of that, right? So uh, and that's something which uh, really bothers me. Um, and third and, and last is that, you know, you, you got only one life. I mean, my Facebook, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, if you've seen that profile, it says that, uh, everybody has got two lives. Okay. And you, you, re, you know, start your second life when you realize that you have only one. Right. So, uh, so that's how, uh, that's how it is. I mean, don't take yourself too seriously. Just go and, uh, and have fun. Uh, but, uh, but at the same time, don't try and. Uh, do too much of experimentation. A lot of these millennials come to me and say, okay, I mean, I worked for one year in this and now I'm bored. Now I want to do something else. And then you know, I, I spent two years in this. Now I'm, I'm getting bored. That at the end of the day, if you want to make a career in, 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 in something, that will not sort of, the very few people can afford uh, to, to do that level of experimentation. Of course, you should do experimentation, but not as frequently as they want to do. choices I think that has also come with its own attendant uh, shortcomings we had very clear CA karna hai, agar baad mein MBA hoga to theek and it's fine but abhi actually CFA, ACCA, so many service lines kind of okay sir thank you so much for taking time out for this show I'm sure the youngsters are going to benefit a lot from your candid reflections on your I mean amazing and illustrious journey and who would not want to become one like you, maybe 20 years down the line. So thank you so much, sir, for sparing time out. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye-bye.